Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Tesla Man Japan podcast. This is the second episode, and it's James. Hello, I run the channel, and I'm joined by a special guest.、Uh, this is Randy from the Tesla Gaijin、uh, YouTube channel. Hello, Randy. James. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. Good to be here. Fantastic. Yes, so.、Um, The reason I brought、uh, Randy on, he is a, also a fellow、uh, Tesla owner here in Japan, and he's got a very special、uh, Model 3, which、uh, is very cool. Lots of、uh, things to talk about. And、um, Randy's also in the process of changing his Tesla here in Japan. So, yeah, we're going to talk about、uh, trading in our Teslas and、uh, how that process works in Japan as well. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, then. So. The, we're going to start the show similar to the, the previous episode、uh, with Scott. You know,、um, We're going to talk about just some basic stuff like what you have,、uh, what did you get with the car, biggest positives and negatives. And I'm not going to、uh, join in with this bit because I've already said <laughs> everything in the first episode. So I'm not going to repeat what I said in the first episode.、Uh, so I'm just going <laughs> to hand it over to, to Randy. So the, the first question is、uh, what? Currently, your current model, what co-、uh, current model color extras、uh, did you get? Okay, I, I got the Tesla Model 3.、Uh, this is two and a half years ago, so that's all there was available.、Um, I decided,、um, my wife and I both decided、uh, after taking a test drive that if we were going to get it, it ought to be red.、Um, I have a thing with red motorcycles, and、um, it's my first truly red car. Wow. Uh, the car is the standard range plus, so、uh, we could not at that time afford the long range or the performance. And、uh, we were, how much were they back, back then? In two,、uh, 2020? Oh. Okay, in 2020, it、yeah. was 5 million yen. So at the, the time, $45,000 or so、uh, for the standard range. Oh, for the standard range. Okay. And the long range and the performance were、uh, in like 7 million or 8 million.、Um, they were、okay. a big, huge difference. And so、uh, we decided started, that this is all、high. we could afford. Yeah. It started and, high and it came down a little bit when I got it. But yeah, then it, now it's gone back up again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then just very suddenly at the beginning of this year, Dropped again, which was a mixed blessing.、Um, so we got red.、Uh, it came with, didn't even have carpets, and、uh, it did come with a、uh, tire repair kit. And I, there was a special campaign going on on a separate website that said if you buy a Tesla now, you'll get the choice between a, a Tademo、uh, adapter. Mm-hmm. Or a, a wall connector. Now, because I live in my own residence, it was pretty easy for me to、um, get the wall connector and just prepare my home for home charging. And that's because、oh, okay. I, I'm a contractor, a carpenter, an electrician, a plumber. I do all of that stuff. So it was actually pretty easy for me to just connect it myself. So you had the option of the mobile. I think it's, I believe it's called the mobile connector or the Chatlamo adapter. And you chose the mobile adapter for your well, home、uh, use. It's not the mobile, it's the wall connector. So it's, it's the,、oh, the actual the house one. 
I right. see. So you have to install that uh, or get an electrician. Oh, well, I guess you did it yourself. <laughs> nice. The mobile connector was not yet available in Japan, but I found one on eBay. Um, at the time, there was a glut on the market, and now they are very rare to get them inexpensive. Right. Uh, I think I paid like a hundred bucks and shipping was 20 bucks. So it was a very oh, so good deal. From someone in the States? Oh. From in the States, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So when when I got mine, um, I did, uh, like I said in the previous uh, episode, I didn't get the mobile adapter, um, but the they were actually quite hard to get. And uh, the guy at, yes. in the Tesla showroom said he will look for them. And when they come in stock, he'll tell me and then... Right. Uh, that's what he did, yeah. And I got it at, like, regular price. No, it wasn't, like, I exactly oh. remember exactly how much it was, but yeah. But that was in 2020, right? Right. So... No, sorry, 2021. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that's I, a beautiful car. I, beautiful. I love, love the red color. <laughs> yes, that was... Um, uh, my motorcycles traditionally have been red, and uh, especially when I finally... Uh, got a Ducati. It had to be red, mm-hmm. but uh, I have a picture of that. Oh, here it, we go. It was yeah, it was pretty uh, expensive. Now that's a Honda, actually. That's another red one. That's a Honda 250. This was quite a while back, and uh, Ducati came out. A couple Ducatis came out after that, and a Harley. And I've always been into motorcycles uh, for all, more than 50 years here in Japan now. Right. So, well, I think the closest Tesla do to that is the the quad, the Cyber Quad, right? <laughs> right. Um, but from you know what? They, I was even thinking of an electric motorcycle, but I instead opted for another Gasolina Triumph. So that's what I'm presently riding. I see. And I consider what is it? Um, like I have some carbon points because I have a Tesla. I can afford to have a an ICE motorcycle. You know, I think that. Kind of uh, the car- carbon neutral, carbon balancing, right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so we've got the yeah, so 2020 model red and uh, standard range plus, right? Okay, did you opt for any other extras? Did you get uh, different colored seats or the premium no, connectivity or anything? The premium connectivity, um, I think there was a month free, and uh, at the time, they still had the loot box where you got free supercharger miles. Oh, wow. And uh, it was approximately 1,000 miles, so I think uh, 1,500 kilometers or so. And that was very nice. Nice. How long and did that loot box last? Doesn't let me ask um, What's that? How long did that, that the free 1,000 miles last? Uh, six or seven months. Okay. Yeah. Um, we... Mostly, my wife and I drive. In fact, my wife probably drives a car more miles than me. But um, when we go out of town, the supercharger is very nice. And since we are at that age where maybe spending some time together out of town is is fun, mm-hmm. um, we take our trips. And when grandkids come visit, we, we get out of town. And the supercharger was used up fairly quickly once we got the hang of it. <laughs> nice. It must have been a very sad day when you plugged it in and it started charging you money as well as just yes. electricity. <laughs> yeah, it said now you have just spent, you know, probably um, 10 bucks or so, a thousand yen or so. And, but even so, uh, 
quite a bit cheaper than gasoline. And then with the recent skyrocketing gasoline prices, uh, right across the street from me out that window is a gas stand, and that was the place I used to frequent. So I just zoom by there every day, and uh, that's that's very nice. Right then. So you, you currently don't pay for the, the internet access, the, the feed meter? I do. I, oh, you now do? it's a monthly fee. Yeah. Uh, it's about 1,000 yen or... Yeah, I think it's 990 yen. Yeah, just yeah. under just under a thousand yen, which I think is very reasonable, you know, considering how much you get, for, you know, for what it does. And uh, again, if I if my wife goes shopping and I can just sit in the car and watch YouTube's or something, it, it's very convenient. Um, it's not that connective as yet uh, here in Japan, at least. Um, I've heard uh, Americans enjoy quite a few more features, uh, and even a browser that works. Uh, Ours really doesn't. Yeah, I think but, browser depends on the uh, the the processor. So if you have the newer uh, computers, it's much faster. So, okay, my, mine is mine okay. Is, mine is okay. I can watch a slow YouTube. <laughs> uh, right, but still, I, I it's well worth it, and uh, I think it's a a pretty good deal. I'm. It would be nice if they would um, come up with a you know. If, Maybe they could uh, send a few more satellites up there to give us all free internet. Right. But we'll see. Oh, so you've driven to some, uh, what would you call it, uh, gray zones, which don't have any internet access. You've, you've been to places like that? Right. Uh, backside of Mount Fuji, uh, up in the Tanzawa Mountains, those places. Uh, and that's even when telephone is hard to get. So I see. Uh, I see. There, are, there are still some sections that are a little bit uh, out of, Bounds. Um, I think at the top of Nikko, no, along the way to the top of Nikko, we did have some troubles. And then when we got to the top, apparently there was some kind of reception. So we, we got into a good area. Yeah, I actually That's- saw somebody talking about this on one of the, the Tesla forums. Uh, and somebody was asking, does anyone know which um, internet provider or which um, cell phone provider? Tesla use is it SoftBank is it NTD but no one seems to know <laughs> it's a it mystery it just says LTE and yeah. I have no idea what that means um, yeah, yeah I don't I don't think it's the the Tesla's Starlink I don't think it's that I think it's it's a Japanese you know provider right like you said you, you, you go to places which don't have mobile phone connection then the Tesla also doesn't have that connection so that kind of mm-hmm. proves that it's using this similar network right well, um, again, like I said, I love it. Mm. Now, th- those are all that came with the car, and um, right. But so. there were a few things that absolutely necessary floor mats yes. were necessary. I was going to ask so, what, what did you what did you purchase after after the car purchase? Well, uh, in another life, I would be tramping mud all over the place, and three D carpets looked good, but um, instead floor mats. But instead, we found a company called P Art online here in Japan. It's down south yeah. in Kansai. Yeah, and they made beautiful carpets. So we, we went ahead. It was an investment. And over two and a half years, they have not disappointed. They're, they're very nice quality and no wear or anything. And they, they stay in place. And they are pretty deep pile carpets. So I enjoy, I'm enjoying that. They are not showing anything available for a Model Y. So um, a little would be 
Although some people have said, why don't you just take these out and try them, see if they work. I actually um, bumped into those guys at uh, the Tokyo Supercar uh, event. Uh, it's one, one of the first videos I made for my oh, channel. Okay. Uh, I visited there and, and T-Art were there and I saw all of their hubcaps and carpets and everything. Right. Yeah, and they're very, very, very nice. Very high quality, yeah. Very nice stuff, yes. Very good. Uh, the other thing that immediately caught my attention, even before my Model 3 arrived, I found a company in, in Hong Kong that sold the electric frunk. And mm. I just thought that was cool. And so um, being a DIY guy, I just thought I'd buy it and put it on. And it has turned out to be, I think, one of the most um, novel features of the car that everyone is impressed with. Nice. Um, yes, I'm very jealous. That's it's it's wonderful. Actually, I have a little video that you made. Uh, if you don't mind us showing it, yes, yeah, this is is pretty cool video. You, sh you guys should watch this on um, on Randy's Tesla Gaijin uh, channel. But here's just a little preview here. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yes, <laughs> a little drum pops out. I love it. We Beautiful took a couple video. friends to Mount Fuji um, to the. Uh, Shiraike Falls and uh, on the way home we got lost and found <laughs> this place and um, my friend had brought his drum to take some pictures of the falls and he's, uh, he's a YouTuber he does some good stuff <laughs> and uh, I just said well see if it'll come out of the frunk and we were <laughs> he was a little hesitant because he thought what if it goes straight up into the frunk <laughs> but uh, he was he was uh, by that time getting pretty good with his little uh, drone. little drone, and yeah. I think the picture came out fine. Uh, fine, and it's a lot of fun. Very cool, yes. Franks, I saw that these are third third party. Obviously, Tesla don't currently offer an electric Frank. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. I, I was hoping because the um, Tesla app changed to be instead of just popping open and popping closed. It when you press the frunk to open, it shows it gradually opening as if it were electric. Um, so, I'm, you know, and a lot of people were uh, hoping that the 2023 models will have that uh, as a standard feature. Alas. I won't know for another three weeks, but uh, I kind <laughs> of doubt it. Most people who have taken uh, delivery of the Model Y have said that it's not on their cell. So, so from what I've heard um, from forums and things, the 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 automatic frank just works by pressing the frank button. So it it kind of couldn't. I don't really know how it works. It it kind of fools it to thinking that it's locking and unlocking. I guess that's right. You press uh, you the same button, right? Yeah, the, you pre replace the two struts with an electric version, of course. But the it is the locking me mechanism that is special. It it has its own. Um, uh, actuator, and then you also tie in the Tesla's actuator, and so basically the you replace that unit with something that fools, as you said, it fools it into thinking that it's open, and then when it's open, it includes it. The second open option is it'll close, so you're it thinks it's opening it twice I because <laughs> you know it has it has closed. Uh, it has open, but then you press it again and it closes. But also since it now says open and close. So that's what 
got a lot of people excited that perhaps it'll be electrified in the future. Interesting. So is, is there like a, like a computer that you have to plug in, which kind of goes, connects to the Tesla itself, or there's nothing like yeah, that? Yeah, there is a little module. I've, I've kind of, this a couple years back, I kind of forgot, yeah. but when I, when I did put it in, there's a module you also have to connect. And then there's an emergency release wire you also connect. So it gets it from your um, access port in the front of the bumper. Right. And that inside of there, if there's a little piece of tape I put applied, I can reach in and open the frunk from outside. So you, you have an automatic frunk, but your trunk is not yeah. automatic. <laughs> that's a, that's yes. the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> and the struts on the Model 3, the earlier ones, get weak after time. And so I've hit my head this past couple months. I've hit my head several times when I thought the trunk was open and moved into the car and it had not gone all the way up. So uh, I'm looking very much forward to an automatic trunk as well. Yeah, well, um, I actually did a test drive of uh, a Model Y and uh, I tested the trunk the automatic uh, trunk out and one thing they've changed is that when you push the button to close it it doesn't make a very obnoxious sound because oh. mine does it's very loud it's very piercing so if you if you're opening your trunk at the, you know in the middle of the night you know you're trying to mm -hmm. be quiet for your neighbors and then you, everyone is this dude you know in the in the middle of the night the model y doesn't do that they've taken out the uh, the annoying sound oh that's <laughs> nice uh, because the frunk also, when I press my automatic frunk, it does make that same annoying sound. Oh, so they added that sound. as <laughs> um, Yes, and going back, I realized that I, there is that little beeper that I can lower the sound even lower than it is now. But uh, since this is the, the other part of the story, when you trade in a Model 3, it must be dead stock. There cannot be anything on the car that wasn't on it when you bought it. Right. So I have to remove the automatic frunk as a trade-in gift from Tesla. That is a shame. Hopefully you can sell that or, you know, you don't waste well, it. might fit your car. You never know. Ah, they... <laughs> right. um, and nope. it just so happens I know nobody who can install it. Ah, yes. I know a guy. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to talk about the, the trading process and everything a little bit later okay. in the show, but that's a nice little uh, preview there from Randy. Thank you. So um, let's move on to the next question. So this is kind of a broad one, but, yeah, big, biggest positives and negatives of owning uh, your Model 3. What do you love? What do you not so love? <laughs> I love practically everything about the car, which would immediately brand me as a fanboy. <laughs> but... I don't think I'm a fanboy so much as um, I haven't found anything that I really, really dislike about the car, except that it, well, actually there's two. One's mine and one's my wife. Okay. Um, for me, I recently had some medical issues that required surgery and uh, getting in and out of a Model 3 has become quite a little bit of a chore. Now, from the very beginning, we wanted to get a Model Y, which hasn't been available until really recently here in Japan. But 
at first it didn't bother me at all. It's just, um, you know, I, I was used to vans and station wagons, uh, taller vehicles, but, and it was low, but that lowness was a lot of fun. And, um, low center of gravity makes the car, I think the handling is just incredible. And I have driven a lot of high performance cars, but this takes the cake. Uh, of course, the high performance cars are from, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but nonetheless, uh, even my standard range single motor is appreciably faster than any Porsche or Ferrari I've driven. Wow. So, uh, that said, the acceleration, both forward acceleration, <laughs> brakes are great. So backward, uh, the lateral acceleration, the cornering is incredible. It, um, more than most of my passengers would want me to experiment with. <laughs> um, and also, the, I think the single feature other than the acceleration is the one pedal driving. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just, uh, coming from a motorcycling background, to be able to engine brake um, is a lot of fun. And it's engine brake all the way to a full stop. So you literally can drive most of the time with one pedal. I think that yeah. that is the feature that, that grabs my attention the most. So you use the the hold setting uh, for the accelerator. Right, I do. Yeah, I also and do that. I, I just think that that is uh, the, the greatest thing. And I'm, I'm not sure how the next car is going to be because it has two motors, and I don't know if that means it has more, um, more uh, deceleration or not, but we'll find out. Uh, but that, yeah. Mm-hmm. One one interesting thing is that when I first, probably the same for you, um, when I first got my Tesla, there was an option for regenerative braking to be soft or firm. I can't remember the wording, but that, right. that option just disappeared and it's now hard all the time. So it, it breaks, breaks in quotation marks mm-hmm. uh, very quickly with that. Uh, yeah, it's either coasting or it's braking and... It's another one of those um, automatic updates that you kind of, you you wake up in the morning and it says, your car has automatically been updated. And, you you know, it's, it's just a little bit of trepidation about what might not be there anymore. Exactly. So when I had my annual, annual checkup for my car uh, just a couple of months ago, um, the guy said, yeah, the brakes are pretty much like like new. It's almost like I hadn't used the brakes. <laughs> so that's one very good thing about that. I don't know if, well, you had had more checks than me because you've had your car longer. Is that a similar experience? Like the brakes have been absolutely uh, untouched almost? Well, I, I did have the six-month checkup and it was free. I don't know. I've heard some people say that they get charged for it, but they didn't charge me. And... uh the one-year checkup, I went in for something else uh, to have them look at a, a noise that was in the back, and they fixed the noise, and they didn't make any other comments, but they said, oh, yeah, we did the checkup too. Again, free. Uh, then, uh, let's see, about six months ago, um, I looked at the rear tires, and they were bald. That may come from a little bit of exuberance, <laughs> um, both because it accelerates and decelerates at the rear tires uh, all the time. So 
Uh, I've got 16,000 kilometers at the time. And uh, I'm guessing that um, using its capabilities has a price. Now, the front tires were still almost like brand new. So that was the only thing I've paid for on the car in two and a half years is the rear tires. Is is tire rotation a thing in, in Japan? I had I hear lots of people in the States talking about rotating their tires, putting the fronts on the back and vice versa. I'm guessing it should have been, but I didn't. I I have never really been to the service center on um, by making an appointment. The service center is ten minutes down the road from me. Nice. So, um, I just pop in, which of course sometimes they're not so happy about. <laughs> but um, I did pop in and just and they've taken care of me and they've they've been great. And the one time I did call for a service was, I said, the tires. And that's after I went to a tire shop and asked how much to replace the tires. And they said, well, you've got to get the the same Michelin Pilot Sports, which were really expensive um, outside. And went to Tesla, and they were equally expensive. Um, So a regular tire shop was willing to change your tires? Yeah, they well, okay, okay. Yeah, I've, uh, I've had mixed things. Like uh, they just kind of like, no, 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 we're not touching a Tesla. That's leave leave that up to Tesla. <laughs> this is a, also a new thing that I found out just recently. That tire shop probably had no business changing Tesla tires. They probably had no clue what was involved with the uh, lift lift points and all that. Yeah. And so I'm glad I didn't go with them. Yeah. But since then, I have looked online and found. Um, about 15, 20 minutes from my place is a tire shop that actually does service tex- Teslas. Oh, okay. As they have the official approval from of Tesla? Yes, they have. Um, they know what they know that there are four points and they know about the pucks and all of that. So um, That's yeah. I will definitely use their services uh, actually probably in the near future. And I'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, there's a, there's a body shop uh, here in Chiba that is an officially approved one and they actually have a tesla logo outside and everything even though it's oh, not okay it's not a, it's not a tesla service center but they know about teslas and they do body work and stuff like that might this be a place that also does suspension do you know? um i don't think so i think it's just body work a- everything else they, okay. they they tell you to go to the the tesla official showroom all right well the reason i ask is there is um i was looking at a comfort suspension in case the performance is much too stiff. Uh, I've heard actually that Tesla has fixed a lot of the suspension was, but nonetheless, uh, there was a place that does that's approved by Tesla to change suspension components, and uh, they're in Shiba, so out your way okay. somewhere. I see, I see. Cool. So you live in uh, in in Yokohama, right? So there is a Yokohama. there is a there is a service center. Is there a showroom in Yokohama? I forget. No showrooms. The closest showroom is Kawasaki. Uh, which is about 30 minutes from me. And uh, the service center is the, I think it's just called Yokohama Service Center. Well, that's more important, isn't it? After you bought your Tesla, you only need to go to the showroom once. You you need to go to the service center more than once. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, I suspected, but I found out uh, recently that the Tesla app works great to get Tesla parts and all of that. Um, Before I went, 
I ordered and then I went to pick up at the showroom. Uh, and even my car, when I got my car, I went to the showroom to pick up my Model 3. Nice. But um, I've since found that now you can't do that. You have to go to their delivery center. And um, for parts, they say, don't come to the showroom. We won't send them there. So this is, a, this is a, I'm sure Tesla is changing the way they do stuff here in Japan. They do seem pretty interested in doing any service by their mobile service. However, um, for, for instance, when they wanted to change the tires, they said, oh, we can do that by mobile service and we'll just go visit you and we'll bring, you, bring the tires and change from your wheels onto new tires. And I said, well, my, my parking space is quite narrow. Um, that may not be so fun for you guys. Plus, their service vehicle has to park somewhere. And uh, here in Yokohama, you know, as in Tokyo or a lot of places in Japan, uh, parking spaces are not that easy to come by. Yes, and that is true. in my particular location, parking on the street is definitely not going to work. So um, that's why... I ended up going to the service center again. But so I think Tesla is still trying to figure a lot of that out. Um, and um, I suspect that I'll just pop into the service center again <laughs> uh, if I need something. But I will give them a call beforehand. Uh, that, the, the service where they come in, they come to your house or your place, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of ironic that they come in an ICE vehicle, isn't it? Like a regular combustion engine yes. van. <laughs> with um, written on the side right that yeah. last last I saw here is a, like a Toyota van of high ace or something and yeah um, I, well I'm sure they don't have any semis here yet and uh, I, I've uh, heard that they, they do have some maybe Model X's or something in the states as, oh. as service vehicles yeah uh, but definitely cool. not in Japan from what I've heard right. anyway alright uh, then so any We've talked. We've talked about the good things. Anything? Well, nothing negative apart from apart from the low low. Uh, okay, that was mine. Mine is my my back does not like a low yeah. bar, and the Model Y should help a lot there. Yeah. My wife's oh, your wife, pet yeah. peeve is range. Um, there are a few places that, as we are growing older together, we've been growing older together for fifty years now. So. Um, we're at the point where she has some places she wants to visit. And um, I could just say this right out. One of them is Kurobe Dam, which is out on the uh, Sea of Japan side of Japan. And to get from the supercharger at Nagano to Kurobe Dam and back and is iffy, especially if it's um, cold. I see. So to her... Not being able to go where she wants to go is the biggest deficit. And the other one was Nikko. We actually went to Nikko, and on my channel, you can see our trip to Nikko, which basically we had to abort, but couldn't abort because we were on a one-way road going up to Nikko. Oh. And the, the, we got in a traffic jam, and we are both watching the percentage a battery left going down and down and dropping below 50%, which means we've got to get back to Sano. And this was our first trip in the Tesla. 
and she was not very happy about it. Mm. Um, now, when we finally did clear the traffic at the top and found that we could return on the other one-way road down the hill, uh, we actually gained range. <laughs> we're going down a very steep hill. And it went up and up and up and past 50%. And then we drove all the way to the Sano supercharger and had like oh. 35% left. So that was wow. partially our ignorance. Mm. But also we had forgotten that in, we'd been to Nico about 25 years ago. And we had forgotten that in 25 years that has become a very popular spot and they have traffic jams there all the time. I've never had a, that experience where the 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 battery actually increases going down a steep hill because when I like like we were talking about when we release the accelerator it pretty much comes to a stop. <laughs> so yes, how um, does that so, work? Well, there is that little bar at the top that's black when you're using electricity and green when you are recharging when you are gaining electricity and going down. And we were quite high. We went to the Nico the where the famous falls are and that's when you for about 10 kilometers you're going up a one-way road and you have to come down a one-way road and that's where we hit the traffic so we didn't get to see the falls <laughs> except watching the sign go by that's where the falls are uh, oh i think but, i found the video on your channel is it okay to that's right yeah that i explain it uh they're pretty much our expressions probably speak volumes okay it's uh, okay to share this one Oh sure, go ahead. Here we go. Oh, this is uh, this is with my grandkids and my daughter and grandkids. But this is oh, another place in Tanzawa. I see, beautiful place. Uh, and this is when after I got my own drone and ate some fun trips. So, but yes, the Nico thing. I think even our reactions to hitting traffic are in there a little bit. I I forgot which which of my Tesla Gaijin videos that's in, but. Nonetheless, it was a great experience. We learned that actually you can go up hills because going down is a little better. And uh, but Kurobe Dam is also going uphill, and she just doesn't want to experience that again. So, so when, you, when you're going downhill, mm -hmm. and eventually you'll come to a stop because of the regenerative yeah. braking. Do you have to then accelerate down the hill, if you know what I mean? Does that count as regenerative braking? Uh, well, get, the initial like? acceleration is is indeed you're using electricity, but it's one long hill with no lights for about 20 kilometers. Okay. So at that time, it's just regenerating, 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 and uh, we gained beyond 50% on the way down, which was, I had read about it, but I had never experienced it, and it, it was... Um, it was very pleasingly shocking. Uh, so there were, there were no other charges, like not Tesla branded ones, like, you know, Chatmo. Oh, you don't have a Chatmo adapter. So. I don't have a Chatmo. I have the J1772 right. thing. That would take but, eight hours. <laughs> yes. Um, and I tried, I was thinking about getting a Chatmo at early on. Um, we found them on the Yahoo auction site, they were pretty reasonable. They were, but people were dumping them for like 10,000 yen on like a hundred bucks oh. or so. That, yeah. That's, that's no longer. Oh, okay. In fact, now you pay a premium for them if because they're out of stock. 
What a shame. Yeah, they're they're very useful. I I never use a supercharger. Very very rarely. I pretty much exclusively use Chaddemo because it's pretty fast. Yeah, and there are a lot more of them, and they're a lot cheaper <laughs> or free sometimes. So, I've got to ask you: Are you on some kind of subscription plan or? No. Uh, so there are there are I guess they're owned by Nissan. I think some of them are owned mm-hmm. by Nissan or other other Japanese makers. And if you go to their showrooms. Uh, they'll charge you and if in certain service stations they will charge you but there are places you know in supermarkets or um Mm -hmm. you know just uh in in car parks that just offer free charging and they're often chat them up so yes so yeah you just have to be you have to use your go go ev maps and Mm -hmm. kind of look for uh, chat demo and then check the free option and you, you might be able to find some so it's an investment, another kind of investment, which now where we were going to Kurobe Dam and to Nikko were two examples. Um, it's possible that there is the option to use one of those, you know, an alternative charger. But um, we just kind of use our, we use superchargers as our waypoint. Yeah. Know? And it's fun. Yeah, I, I understand. Of, we changed to that mindset and, I think now that first of all there are becoming there are co- there are new chargers and new chargers even now be, um, being set up along yeah. the ways we want to go north um, to towards uh, Fukushima and we can make it in our car but it's pretty close <laughs> and if it's cold outside ours is before they put the um, the heater, our heater is just an electric heater, so it uses quite a bit of charge. I think now they have so a, the heat pump for the heat pump, so that should make some difference. But we wanted to get a long range car, and the only one available here in Japan is the performance. So I guess the mindset is like for people who don't have any car, uh, they have to use trains, right? So they, they kind of plan their vacation where are the train stations, right? But for Tesla owners in Japan, we're kind of planning our route with the Tesla stations in a way. <laughs> so Precisely. That's If there are no stations there, you can't go there. <laughs> and we have been to superchargers that are in very nice locations, you know, near a, near a outlet mall or a shopping center. And we have been to some that are just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, the We had a, uh, my job sometimes takes me um, to go meet people far away. We had a call at Kashiwazaki, which is on the Nihonkai, the Japan Sea of Japan side. And to get there using supercharges as waypoints presented quite a dilemma for us because where we were going would mean we would either have to go up the mountains, down the mountains, and then come back up the mountains to get to a supercharger or go quite a ways out of our way to Niigata area and then come home a much longer route. So we decided, and it was a snowy day, so we knew that electricity was going to be used. And uh, so we we went along the way. uh, We got to Nagano, and from Nagano to get to Kashiwazaki was about 150 kilometers, I believe. And we knew we would have to go there and then come back to Nagano supercharger, which 
was pretty close. So I set the car up and said, this is what we're going to do. I put it in there and, and it said, uh, we were about, oh, we were about 10 minutes out of Nagano going downhill. So we thought we were d doing good. The range was not being used, but it knew that I had to go back to a supercharger or to go farther for a supercharger. And all of a sudden started telling me, keep your speed below 100 kilometers. And I thought, well, okay. Next one, another 15 minutes, it said, keep your speed below 90 kilometers. <laughs> uh -oh. This is it's like getting, getting less. Here I am in this very sporty red sedan, and I'm being passed by little K cars and trucks, and I'm driving in oh, this no. slow lane. Being zooming yeah. by everybody, literally everybody is zooming by us. And then a lot, it said, keep your speed below 70 kilometers. Oh, no. How <laughs> really embarrassing. <laughs> we got to where we were. We had to spend some time there. And I was really worried. The charge was still about 60%. And we thought we just came down this road. So going back, but going back, we knew was in the snow going uphill into the mountains of Nagano. So there, there are no destination charges on the way either? Like, well, we were, no were you planning on staying over? Were you going to No, we just that? had to go there and take care of some folks and then come back. We knew we would only be there an hour or so. Um, That's tricky. tricky. But uh, yes. What's the biggest we negative? did make it. Yeah. yeah. We did make it to back to the supercharger with 6%. Wow. Which, um, and we, it was not only my wife, but we also had um, a somewhat, um, uh, a passenger with us was also a little on the uh, negative side of this. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I believe that that is the biggest hurdle for a lot of people in Japan, from what I've heard, is the first thing they say is, you know, how do you charge the car? I heard it doesn't go very far. You know, that is the general image that Japanese people have, unfortunately. Range anxiety is a real thing. And I personally was confident that we would make it. It would be close, but we would make it. And I have even seen some YouTubers who said that Teslas are usually pretty good about giving you the range they say that they're going to mm. give you. Not what they put in the brochures, but no. <laughs> yeah. if, if your car tells you it's going to go this many kilometers, it probably will. But in this close case, enough. we knew it was close, and it was close. And my passengers, my wife and the passenger, were um, having their moment. Yeah, I think the brochure said my car would do 460 kilometers or something like that. And it, when I got it brand new, it was it said 420. <laughs> that In the car itself, it said that at 100%. So even the car itself, you know, disproves right. the brochure. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and our cars are essentially the same car, um, but when I bought it, it said 505. Wow. <laughs> okay. Very ambitious. <laughs> Very ambitious. Now, I had already read that we would never get 500 kilometers out of a Model 3 standard range, but yeah. Well, let us move on. So we're... Okay. Um, we'll go on to... The uh, the special topics, the special uh, Randy topics. Um, so, because there are two things that um, you know, you have a very unique uh, um, perspective, which is the well, you've talked about the Frank installation already, so maybe we don't need to talk about that again. 
but you are currently in the process of trading in your Tesla to get a new one. Uh, is well, that that was especially for my own personal pet peeve and my wife's. Yeah, we when I I was just looking at the TV and they said, "Oh, Tesla's Model Y is being unloaded at Yokohama Dock," and just down the I road. used to work at the <laughs> dockyard, so I I I knew the place. And I saw Model Ys are now available here in Japan. So this is just after I'd had a surgery, and I thought, wow, that would be nice. And um, so I ta- told my wife, oh, look, the Model Y finally came to Japan. And she said, does it have better range? <laughs> that was right. her first question. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, middle of last year, right? Middle of 20. You know, something, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the early, you know, middle time of that last year and uh, we had uh, just prior to that we had gone to the visit my brother in the states and we I rented on Turo a Model 3 and uh, we had the same range anxiety problems in the US and we said we're not going to get a standard range again um, mm-hmm. so when we got back from the states uh, and I had my surgery while I was recuperating I was online looking at other possibilities. One would be a, a Nissan. They have a nice SUV, which oh, touted audio. long range. Yes. And then also right next to me is a Mercedes dealer. So they also said they have a, quote, long range SUV. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, BMW and Volvo and uh, Mitsubishi, I believe, had some options. So after I recuperated a bit, I was told to do a lot of walking. So I did a lot of walking, mostly to my neighboring places to see if there was actually an electric vehicle that, you know, might meet my meet my needs. The Nissan was, in a way that, you know, technically speaking, the Nissan had a car that was SUV sized, had a coming vehicle which had the range. In other words, their long-range version had not yet been released, but would be right about now. Okay. And uh, also, you know, was a dual motor, so it had it had some get up and go. So I went there and I talked to them, and they said the long range is not presently, but you could drive the standard range. And I got in, and it was great. And he's the dealer, of course, wants to sell me a Nissan. Uh, and Adia, and we went in and we sat down at the booth and, you know, still plexiglass and all that. And I said, well, tell me about range. And he said, well, our new model will have the range much more than your present car. So are you you, you saying like 500 kilometers? Yeah, he was saying uh, 550 kilometers of range. Um, But that battery had not yet been installed in any car. So I said, when is that, when am I really going to find out how far that car will go? <laughs> and he said, oh, well, at that time, it was a couple months off. So I said, well, we'll see you then. He said, but you got to know about, the, I said, with my wife and I take uh, uh, trips over outside and we use the expressway. And so tell me about expressway charging. And he his face kind of clouded over <laughs> and he said, well, you'd have to go to one of these expressway chargers. And um, the problem is, is that 
you can charge there, but you, everybody else is using them too. So you would probably have to um, yeah. make an appointment. And an appointment. An appointment okay. But I, I, I didn't, I said, and what does that involve? He said, well, you have to make an appointment or you have to wait at that supercharger. Yeah, I've actually so, seen that at a service station. I've actually seen a, a line of um, Leafs uh, all trying to charge up one one device. <laughs> and they were that was the other thing he told me. He said, even if you get the subscription, even if you get online and you connect your car with the system and all that, yeah. they will limit the amount that you can charge. He said, it's fast charging, yeah. but you only get 20 minutes. Yeah, I actually uh, had a nice conversation with a with a leaf owner at one of the mm-hmm. service stations, and because I, I just wanted to know about the machine and how it worked, and if I could use it, and right. it, it turns out I could, but I would have to put in my credit card details, and I would have to call up, <laughs> yes. and and then scan a QR code or something, and put in a number into the machine, and then I could use it, and even then it was only like fifty uh, kilowatts an hour or something like that, not right. not very fast, you know. Um, but he did say that he did. You do get a card if you buy a Nissan. You get a mm-hmm. card, and you get certain amount of free charging uh, for a few yeah. months. Uh, and you pay at a time, I, he didn't tell me that, but he did say yes. You you actually do connect and you make a subscription, and if yes. you pay more yeah. subscription, you get a lower price. But yes. if you pay the minimum subscription, there are certain limitations. Yeah, so, so I, I don't know if it's like a point system or something like that. You can earn extra free kilometers or something like that. It was very confusing anyway. So yeah. I had just taken this trip to Kashiwazaki. So I said, for instance, if I were to buy your car and to go to Kashiwazaki, what would it entail? And he said, again, his face got bad. <laughs> and he said, well, it would entail you making an appointment for the next supercharger, uh, next charger station. and But there's a good chance if other people are waiting behind you that you will be limited to 20 minutes, which means you wouldn't get quite a full charge. So it would automatically make a appointment for the next charging station on the expressway. But there's a chance that if other people have made that appointment that you may again be limited, which means your range won't be anywhere near the rated range of the car. Uh, well, we only have ten minutes left here on the count here, so okay. we should talk about the 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 trading process. And so you okay. you obviously went for a Tesla, another Tesla, yes. not the Y. And uh, I believe I have a picture for that. So, um, so is this a online thing? Did you have to go to the Tesla showroom? Like, how did you do this? Well, I like dealing with people, so I did go to the showroom in Kawasaki, and I met a very nice fellow. Uh, but the actual purchase of the car and the actual, uh, and then I thought, I have my car, I'll, I'll get a trade-in um, estimate. And the trade-in estimate was really good. Uh, plus, they said the government will probably give us a little bit of uh, help, and it's an actual cashback help. And yeah. I thought, great. And so I put my car in the system, my present car in the system, and it it was like, 70% of what I paid for it, which is, I, I've, hey, that sounds great. And of course, my wife was all gung-ho for that. But the only long-range available here in Japan is the performance version, which was at the time nearly 9 million yen. Yikes. We wanted again red. Is that the price on and, here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 8.3 8. million, yeah, for the yeah. Model Y performance. 
with the red uh, frame. Yes, and then red, and then I wanted white seats. Oh. Um, so that was uh, the the price was quite a bit more than what we paid. So even though I got a really good trade in allowance, with uh, we well, if we get the government help and we put together our our money, um, we can make it. So my wife was saying, if we get the longer range, and I was saying, if we get the taller seats, then <laughs> right. we opted for that. And uh, then we did had to do everything online, and then we just started the waiting process. So this was, I believe I actually made the order in either, it was either August or September. 2022. Uh, that we, yeah, we placed the order, and then it said between February and March of 2023. We're so we, start, we started the, the famous gray zone of, you know, the, the period of, uh, what do they call it? Uh, communication, dark, dark, uh, blackout. Like, yeah. So you just don't know anything. You're just waiting and you can call the guy all you want and he doesn't know anything either. And they just so, said, you gotta, you gotta wait. So when do you actually get rid of the car? When do you actually no longer have your car? And that is at, it's a straight trade that day. So we get to okay. drive the car to the delivery center. And this was the other hiccup, which has been a worldwide hiccup, is uh, we finally got into January, and I kind of wanted to wait. I wanted a 2023, and so we got into January, and I knew it would be a 2023 because other people had been posting that they got a 2023, though it was manufactured in 2022, it was a 2023 model. Nice. Uh, so we got into January, early January. I got a, all of a sudden my VIN number popped up on my app. And uh, uh, because on my app, it shows both cars like this, oh. uh, let's say. So you've been oh, with, without a car since whatever, oh, no. last year? No, I, I, we still have my car. Are you still have okay. This is my car, my Model 3. Okay. But also on the same app, my model Y is already there oh, wow. and the VIN popped up and um, then I got an email saying there's been a change in the price and that's all it said <laughs> and I was like oh no changing the price and the change was very pleasant it went down a lot yay that's so the price of the model Y performance went down by oh almost 15% Fantastic. But then the next day, the oh, change no. in the price of my trade-in went oh, down no. by 40%. No. Oh, so all of a sudden there's a glut of Model 3s, or not really a glut of Model 3s so much as it was a, it was a double whammy kind of thing. February and, uh, January and February are traditional in Japan to be a horrible time to sell a car. That's the way it is. The other thing is, is that Tesla in their trade-ins had given me a cutoff date of December, but he said, we'll try very much to, you know, keep that price until you buy the car. So I thought, oh, okay. Uh, but they couldn't. That's why I was asking, because like when you, when you first set up the, the, the trade-in, obviously the time when you're selling it until, uh, when you get your new car, that's several months. So 
you would yeah. assume that the, the the value would depreciate in that time. And also, you know, if you scratched your car, if you had an accident in those right. few months, that would change it again as well, right? And if you drive it and the miles go up and the tires wear out and yeah, so all that is, I kind of knew that, but I didn't um, realize that after 60 days, their estimate was, you know, gone. So that valuation that you did in June is just completely right. useless. Like, so what? they said that you, you have to get another estimate. And when I got that, it's, it showed me the same, the same as my previous estimate, but it, it had a little asterisk there saying subject, subject to change. <laughs> so you can't just so, get rid of it on that day. If you wanted to, you could, you couldn't just like trade it in and just get the money immediately and then just get your new car later. No, see, they don't have a, they don't purchase cars. They only receive them as trade-in. I see. So it so, has to be done on the same day yeah. kind of thing. You've given them your old one and then you get your new one on pretty much the same week or the same day. So when we got the Model 3 in the beginning, I, I had a Honda van and I sold that through a, a company that buys used cars specially. And this was a place called Gulliver, very well-known place. Oh, yeah. And Gulliver gave me a tremendous... That was the other reason why we decided we could afford a Tesla, is because our Honda van, just at that time, a silver Honda Odyssey van was peaking. So, we and they, they said, we want it now. So they gave me a loaner car, and they took my Odyssey and... Then we got the cash for our Honda and put that toward the Tesla. So that, that worked out so wonderful. So this time I thought, well, maybe I'll try Gulliver again to see if they can beat Tesla's revised price, Yeah, which had gone down, like I said, almost 40%. 40%. Um, but then I found out everywhere the price had gone down of Tesla's has just hit rock bottom. And this was a lot because everybody knew that Tesla prices had been lowered. So literally in the matter of 48 hours, I found everything turned upside down. Now, in the end, I thought I'll try Gulliver again, but then they said, I'm sorry, we can't buy your car for anywhere near what Tesla was offering, hmm. even that lowered offer. So they can, they said you can go on the free market. Uh, so I did try that, but... Nobody was biting to buy. Like I said, January, February, bad time. And my car now has is getting close to the inspection, the three-year inspection. Oh, no. So <laughs> all of a sudden, um, our whole thing had just upside down. Now, it came down to, I, I looked, we when they actually gave us the final numbers, they actually even gave us a little bit more favorable estimate. And... Uh, well, I think uh, I'm, this is coming to a close. Yeah, we're coming to a close here. But yeah, I'm going to have to have you. Uh, well, let's have you back on when you get your uh, your new car. That would be nice if you can talk about that. That would be three fantastic. weeks. Three weeks. Very excited. But uh, Randy, thank you so much for coming on and telling us uh, all about your experiences. And uh, welcome. Fantastic having you on. And you're more than welcome to come back on a future episode. But uh, that is it for episode two of the Tesla Man Japan podcast. And if you're interested in Teslas in Japan, consider subscribing. And also uh, check out uh, links to Randy's stuff in the description below. But uh, thank you, Jay. We'll see you again. See you again. Take Take care. care.